The Trek Geeks Podcast Network is proud to have Fansets as its presenting sponsor. Fansets is the home for amazing pin collectibles with over 300 officially licensed Star Trek pins and new releases every month. Stay tuned for a special discount code worth 10% off your next order at fansets.com. Fansets, our pins have character. Hey, this is the Hageman Brothers. This is Dan. And I'm Kevin Hageman. We are. See, now it sounds like you're not a Hageman, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> whether the whether we are, am I a Hageman or not? We are the creators of Star Trek Prodigy, and you're listening to Discovering Trek, Floor Pie, Tube Grubs, and Ferengi Spit Plates. What has our intrepid crew gotten into this week? Let's experiment with the transporter and join us for our discussion. I'm Mike Bovia, and this. It's Discovering Trek Prodigy. Thanks for joining us on Discovering Trek, the Star Trek Universe companion presented by Fansets. This week on Prodigy, we learn a little bit more about Dal and why he is the way he is. And I often get that question a lot at home. Why are you the way you are? And it's typically coming from my co-host. That is my progeny, Emily. And Emily, how often are you asking me that question? Pretty regularly, right? Every single day. Every single day. Why are you the way you are? Well, instead of expanding upon that, why don't you tell everyone where they can find us online? Follow the show on Twitter at Discovering Trek, and you can find us on Twitter at Trek Legacy and on Instagram with the same handle. You can also find us in Camp Kittimer from time to time. If you'd like to join the conversation there, answer a couple simple questions, and you'll be welcomed in by our admins, Haley, Jackie, and Fark. You can subscribe to the podcast by downloading the Trek Geeks mobile app or by searching for us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. So we have multiple guests today. Uh, as we've discussed in the past, it's important to us to make sure that with a show such as Prodigy, where it's intended for the younger audience, that we're able to get uh, guests on that are part of that audience. So we do have a parental guest with us as well, uh, and he is a writer and a professor at the University of Connecticut, focusing on storytelling and media and public communications. But as mentioned, he's also a father of three. So we welcome the Black family. We have Father Jake, son Jonas, and then twin girls elizabeth and rachel everybody how are you today we're good mike how are you i am i am great happy awesome well i'm glad because uh i believe the two of you are the youngest that we've had on the show so far which is really cool um but again uh, this show was created for for the four of you, Emily, Jonas, and uh, Elizabeth and Rachel. Uh, your dad and I, while we like it, I don't think it was really made for us. So that's why we want to talk to all of you. Uh, 
But before we get into uh, discussing anything in particular about this episode, how are you all liking Prodigy in general so far? Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're really enjoying it as well. It's it's a fun ride every time. Definitely got to say that. How about you, Jake? Are you enjoying it? Yeah, I, I love it. We're actually uh, <laughs> I'll be using the the pilot episode in one of my classes at UConn this semester. Oh, that's as, awesome. As I discuss entry points for franchises. And since this is what that show is designed to be, I thought I would introduce it to a, a generation of college students, most of whom, from my experience, haven't had much exposure to the franchise. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we had that gap over the last few years where there wasn't a lot of new Trek. And so this is this is filling a, a hole in pop culture, but also targeted to this demographic like my kids here, Emily, and upwards to my my students at uh, University of Connecticut. That is awesome. All I can say is I wish I had been in school where they let us watch Star Trek as part of the curriculum. <laughs> you know, we, we never we never got that. So uh, Emily homeschools. So I have thrown it in there a few times. Oh, uh, so hey, that, there you yeah. go. You're, you're teaching what you wish you had taught. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, this is a reminder that this episode of Discovering Trek provides spoilers for the Prodigy episode First Contact. If you have not watched it yet, head over to Paramount Plus and watch the episode, then head back and listen to us. Failure to do so leaves you open to spoilers. Episode 7 of Star Trek Prodigy First Contact aired January 13th, 2022. It was written by Deandra Pendleton Thompson and directed by Steve Ahn and Sung Shin. Emily, can you tell us what First Contact was about? The crew of the Protostar is experimenting with the transporter, trying to find out how far they can transport things, ending up with Murph sliding down the outside of the hull. Janeway calls them all to the bridge for a distress call, but when Dal hears it, he recognizes it immediately. They're greeted by Damon... Nandi, a Ferengi who also seems to have raised Dal and already has a scheme planned. While on her ship, Pog discovers a Klingon cloaking device that needs to be powered by Chimerium, and Rock lets it slip that they have a lot of it. Nandi wants to use the Protostar to acquire a Remolite crystal, calling it a diplomatic mission to a planet that has never encountered aliens before. Prompting Janeway to give a lesson on the Prime Directive, things go all wrong from there as the crew makes contact, but Nandi ruins it by stealing the crystals and fleeing. When Dal catches her, it's revealed that she's stolen all of the Chimerium to power the cloaking device on her ship and that she sold Dal into slavery. Dal does give the crystal back to the planet, but Janeway is unhappy with everyone and Dal realizes that his mentor never cared about him at all. Lots of tongue twisters in there, Remolite, Chimerium, all kinds of different things that uh, we learn a little bit more about in this episode. All right, so we want to talk to everyone about their thoughts on this episode. Uh, so we are going to go from youngest to oldest, at least in the uh, kid department. So we will start with Elizabeth, who is one minute 
younger in the twins department. So Elizabeth, what did you like about this episode? Um, so I really like, um, I really like zero. Zero is pretty cool. I got to say. Yeah. <laughs> so he's your favorite character. Yep. Awesome. Very awesome. Nice. So then Rachel, what about you? What is, uh, what did you like? So, so my thoughts on the episode were really interesting and fascinating. I really just liked the whole episode. I don't really have a favorite part. That's, that's not a bad thing. Um, I, there are some times that I have episodes where I can't put a finger on what I like the best. I just like it. So you're in good company. All right. So Emily, you are a little bit younger, so you get to go next. Okay. Well, I have a lot of things because I always do. I'm guessing it has something to do with art and animation somewhere. Yep. Okay. So the first thing that I noticed is that the crystals were different colors, all of them. One, uh, like when, so they glow, like, okay. So you know how the crystals glowed? They mm-hmm. did that thing where they were like throbbing, kind mm-hmm. of, and they all, yeah, they all pulsated a different color. There was purple, green, orange, and yellow, and I think a little bit of blue. So I noticed that, and I really liked that, how they didn't just use, you know, one color. Um, um, I really, so I don't know if anybody here will understand this at all. Um but um okay so so you're gonna get into the technical side of drawing and art right no it's actually something completely different but uh so the the creatures that were on the planet they -hmm. reminded me of zant from twilight princess which is a zelda game which i i just i don't know why but they did um and i've I found it interesting that they already knew how to calibrate a tricorder. Unless I'm forgetting how they that they learned that. I, I noticed that. Because Gwen they, tells them all to calibrate their tricorders to the frequency and they all do it like immediately. They seem to be a quick study. Yeah. Which isn't bad. Um, I also noticed that the Ferengi computer like palette colors were red. Yeah, both of them were red and green, mm-hmm. which I noticed, which I kind of feel like is towards the fact that the Ferengi aren't necessarily great, but they're also not bad. Like, you know, they're they're yeah, selfish. Going, going back, but going back to what you talked about last week. Yep. Yeah, like they're selfish, but that doesn't necessarily make them bad because they they still do good things sometimes. I mean. Mm-hmm. Well, so, those were those were also the colors that were used for the Ferengi computers in previous Star Treks. So, yeah. Okay, and that that's it? it. That's yeah. it. All right. So, Jonas, I saw when she started talking about Zelda that you perked up. So, I'm assuming that <laughs> uh, that you understood the reference. Yeah. <laughs> you agree, so what, right? Yeah. You yeah. agree with that reference? <laughs> yes. Yes, I agree. <laughs> awesome. So uh, what were your thoughts on this episode? Um, It was pretty good overall. Fantastic Mm -hmm. humor, plot twist times two, 
and some stellar animation, mm-hmm. which I really Ab- liked. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, I, I don't know which one of us is older, but I'm gonna just let Jake go first since uh, <laughs> since since I'm the host, and I I don't think we need to reveal our ages. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I appreciate that, Mike. Um, <laughs> well, we'll say uh, age before beauty, then maybe. Uh, I don't know about that either, but <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm there for you, man. Um, I, I appreciated very much. Uh, kind of behind the scenes info that this is uh, Deandra, the writer's first television work of mm-hmm. any kind. And, uh, you know, we, we've talked before on your other shows. I have a background in writing television and stuff. First episode I wrote of television was not nearly this good. In fact, I'm embarrassed to have anyone see it ever, but this episode was a phenomenal debut for her. And I can't wait to see what else comes from her. I also really appreciated um, the the subtle story progression with the the uh, black box holograms or whatever mm-hmm. the the Janeway hologram was looking back at, and and I appreciated um, kind of a throwback to pre DS nine Ferengi ism. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, Deep Space Nine definitely enhanced the Ferengi character, but this was a a marauder in the truest sense of a Ferengi marauder. And I I appreciated that a lot. Yeah, I've got to I've got to agree with you there. Um, Part of what I wrote down for this was that uh, Nandi was the traditional Ferengi. Um, The one that, like you said, you kind of it's what we grew up with until Deep Space Nine. Uh, when we yeah. got to know the Ferengi a little bit better, um, I, I, I wonder. I, I wonder too, Mike. Like, was she the first female daemon, or is I have, that, that I just a claim title that she has? Because, I, I don't recall seeing one, so I think you might be right. Yeah, you know, she she was actually dressed too, which yep. for yep. that that time period of the Ferengi, just up yeah. until then, was not all that common. Right, right. And, you know, going back to Deep Space Nine, it was at the end that uh, that Zek allowed uh, women to trade. So potentially at this point, maybe they're even allowed into uh, the Ferengi military where she could be an actual daemon. Um, she has that marauder. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, but w- the thing we know about Ferengi, too, is, you know, she could have stolen it claimed it bought it whatever whatever the case may be so yeah and took took the title because she had the ship right exactly exactly uh so i gotta say uh a hundred percent along the same lines as you with uh deandra's writing especially since uh with this writing we get to uh, we get a little peek behind the curtain into dal's backstory um and I'll talk about that a little bit later, but he was not the best character for the longest time on the show so far. And now we're starting to see the tables turn on that, where he's becoming a more likable person. And I think this backstory of his is going to help out a little bit there. Um, I like that uh, as the communications person, Gwyn figures out the harmonic resonance. Um, I also liked that Janeway 
as she was looking back, like you said, Jake, at like that black box of um, uh, of what had happened on the protostar before. That she, that as she zooms in, she can see Dreadnought in the background. So we know it has something to do with him. Yeah. Uh, you got that I, same thought. I know that something was there, and I thought that Dreadnought was there before that we saw. That's yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. We we talk about these things. We talk about what we think is going to happen in the future every week. And I believe last week, Emily said that. So that's, uh, that's just because I'm a genius. Okay. <laughs> I mean, no need to applaud, but you are in the presence of some serious mind. Are you like zero? Yes. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> Um, so the one thing I will say is the first time I watched this episode, I, I thought it was going to be the first episode that I didn't like this season. Um, and I think the only reason why is because I, I was hoping to see more follow-up on what we saw at the end of last week's episode. So when I took that out of my thinking completely, I loved this episode. Um, so I, I kind of went in there with a preconception and it tainted my first viewing of it. But once I watched it the second time, I loved it. Uh, there was great stuff in this. I think, I think Mike, that's a kind of a, a Star Trek tradition as well. Like mm -hmm. when, when you look at back at the odd numbered movies, they were a little disappointing because you expected mm -hmm. the even number movies, but if you let go of the even number movies, they were great. They're, exactly. they're great on their own. Like insurrection as a movie by itself is a fun romp insurrection coming after first contact. Not right. quite as fun a romp. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, search for Spock. I love that movie. Uh, but I can see why people aren't that high on it because it comes after Wrath of Khan, which is, yep. which is one of those movies that forget about just in Star Trek lore. It's like, it's a movie that's on top of many genres. So, you know, that I can see, and it's just before Voyage Home, which everybody loves as well. So it, it kind of gets a bad rap just because of that. Right. Library computer data being received all right so we've reached our section of the of the show where we uh, look at what we've seen in star trek before so the black family i know has some callbacks from previous star treks that they're going to share with us yeah for sure elizabeth which one which one was your first one that you noticed um Chakotay. Yeah, Captain Chicote, right? Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Mysterious captain. <laughs> Say it louder. Yeah. So the mysterious captain when they did that mysterious video. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's only we could see Harry Kim become a serious captain. <laughs> <laughs> I'd still like to see Harry Kim become a serious lieutenant. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So Chakotay, what else, what else do we have? Yeah. What else did you see, Jonas? Um, 
going back to Dell's mom being like a traditional Ferengi, the rules of acquisition were mentioned throughout the whole episode. Oh, I also noticed that. Yep. Yeah. 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 And yeah, it's just a nice reference to previous treks. Yep. And, and you noticed her weapon too, Nandi's weapon. Oh, yeah. The clean on disruptor. Nice. Nice. So you've got, I, I had both of those on my list. Very nice. I was wondering, I was. Um, yeah, Ra- Rachel noticed the, the disruptor as well because Jonas has a toy of that. Oh, <laughs> that I actually bought at this past Las Vegas, the 55 year oh, mission. Cool, yeah, <laughs> cool. Yep, well, that, um, that's that's awesome. We love that. And what did, what did they learn about in this one? They first learned how to use the Trans transporter. Yeah, transporter. Yeah, that's right. And you love you loved it when they used it on Murph, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot to mention that part because uh, that w- I had that in the things that I liked about this episode too. How he how he just slides right down the front of the ship there. Yeah, <laughs> I thought he yes. was always flying. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> He, and we just noticed kept going. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we noticed the uh the prime directive mm-hmm. is a pretty solid callback. Nice. And I noticed um that the writers on Twitter posted that uh that was actually taken from one of the books, the 150 year celebration of the Federation, written by David Goodman, producer mm-hmm. on Futurama and and a family guy and a bunch of other shows, bunch of other shows and a writer on enterprise and a writer on enterprise. Right. Um, which I thought was a pretty uh, clever tie in that way. And then I would be remiss a week after my wedding anniversary. If I hadn't noticed the Horgon. <laughs> we'll leave that it there. Is, that is fair. I was going to say that's, that is the adult element coming into the show. Em, <laughs> <laughs> what did you what did you have for callbacks for this week? Um, oh, oh, I, oh, Emily, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, I'll shut up. I, did, <laughs> I I didn't have much because I I wasn't really paying attention to that as much. I I I also have a hard time finding them in general. But I the the one thing that I noticed was the cloaking device. And the tube grubs. Wow. So, so, so between all of you guys, uh, you've effectively uh, scratched everything off of my callback list, uh, except the obvious one. There was a Ferengi in this episode. That's a callback <laughs> in itself. <laughs> so, uh, but also, but also that uh, Ferengi ship. Um, I don't, I can't remember if we've seen. I, I think the last time we saw a Ferengi ship was in Voyager. I can't remember the episode, uh, but the animation of that ship is gorgeous in this episode. Uh, it almost looks better than the models did back in the day. Yeah, I, I was as I was watching that, I remembered that once upon a time I had the Galoob like action figure Ferengi mm-hmm. ship, and I don't think I have it anymore. 
And I was really bummed about that because I wanted to pull it out for today. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, that was that was a that was a beautiful one too. Uh but that, that that's what happens when you get to our age. The toys that you played with as a kid, they just disappear. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to do something that's about that, like gems. Oh, the crystals? You like yeah. the, the crystals? Something I like the crystals that are selling like that Minecraft noise effect for the Amethyst. Oh, yeah. cool. Um, nice. So, so that, that was kind of a, a callback to Minecraft. <laughs> and can we can we include Simpsons callbacks? Oh, floor pie. Floor pie. <laughs> <laughs> that that was that was why I included that in my intro. I couldn't resist. Oh yeah. <laughs> Please specify how you would like to proceed, sir. So Star Trek has always tried to teach the audience something about itself. And now Prodigy is bringing that, as we can see here today, to the next generation. So this portion of our program is the Starfleet Academy portion, uh, where we find out what we as the audience, whether we are younger or older, may have learned from this episode. So uh, this week was a tough episode to pull multiple lessons out of, we'll say. So um, I think there might be two sides to this one, a group, uh, like family group sides. So we will start with the Black family as the, as the guests. And I know Rachel was going to introduce what their lesson was that they learned this week. Um. Um, be careful of who you trust. You know what? I had that exact <laughs> in my notes. <laughs> so what? Why? Why is that important? Because let's take, for example, on like the Internet, someone might be like, I'm going to give a thousand dollars to my fans. Just sign here or something. Mm-hmm. And then when their friends like write down or even if they aren't the fan they just want the money they just write it down they won't get the money but the person will keep the money and just get their info yeah steal their identity yeah it's like it's like give me all of your credit card information your social security number and your phone number and i will definitely give you a thousand dollars yeah yes i guess that's exactly what it's like i don't got it I don't got some yeah. thing. Yeah, I, I was I was thinking along the same lines as as that when I when I watched that that trust factor. A- anything else you guys want to say about that? Yeah. Um I got a com- I did a completely different lesson that I thought. Um Oh you did? Yeah. Oh. Really All right, go that. for it. <laughs> um it's working together. Because they all kind of went to themselves without mm-hmm. working together, they all just ran different paths. When the world, when the planet started crumbling or something, yeah. they didn't help each other. Yeah, that 
that that seems you know what elizabeth you picked up you picked up well on that because that seems to be a theme that's going on throughout this whole series is the hey, is the thought of <laughs> it's the the thought of work of working together as a team uh so yeah great great job with that yeah. and i i think we also learned don't don't steal that's one of those thou shalt not uh yeah <laughs> yeah that's the that's the bonk bonk on the head moment where, where they're where they're uh they're just letting you know hey you should already know this but just in case you don't don't steal <laughs> so uh from our end I was thinking, so trust was, uh, I, was the very first thing I thought of, but uh, I think you guys did a far better job in talking about it than I could have. Cause I couldn't think of how I wanted to bring that up. So I actually thought of one other thing and that's um, that at a young age, you become a product of your influences. So uh, as kids, you all uh, tend to do a lot of the same things that your parents uh, would do. And that's what shapes you as you grow up. And uh, we've been told by the writers of the show that, uh, that Dal isn't a bad guy. He's a good guy. And the problem, uh, the reason why he has acted the way that he did at the beginning of the series was based off of things in his past. And now we're seeing that uh, we see that Nandi was a bad example for Dal as he was growing up. And so that shaped who he is at this point in his life. But the other thing that we can take away from this and we see it at the end is just because you've had that influence in your life and it makes you who you are you can still change. And we see that happens with Dal here. Uh, Dal right away. He, he says when they're in that underground cavern, uh, we shouldn't be doing this. Uh, we should not be here. And he got the point right away and we can see the change within him. And we've been seeing the change as the series goes on. But uh, that was, that was what I thought. take a moment to talk about Fansets, the presenting sponsor of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Long before we were doing a podcast sponsored by them, we were Fansets customers. The quality of the merchandise they put out is second to none. It's not just Star Trek that they seen, that they offer, as they have something for all different types of fandoms, including Scooby-Doo, DC Comics, Batman 66, Harry Potter, and Rick and Morty. And the next round of Star Trek micro crew pins come out on January 15th. And since uh, prodigy is in the gamma quadrant right now, it's fitting that Lita and Wayun are two of the three releases coming up. Now the third is the heavily awaited Dan Davidson lookalike Galt master thrall of Triskelion. Keep an eye on fansets.com for those and over 300 officially licensed Star Trek pins, including the Delta's Done Right collection, 
as well as micro crew pins, episode pins, and many other great designs. So go to fansets.com and put a whole bunch of pins in your cart. As a listener to the show, you can receive 10% off your next order from Fansets by using the code DISCOVERINGCHECK at checkout. And remember that you receive free shipping in the U.S. on orders $30 or more. Fansets. Our pins have character. And we thank Fansets for being the presenting sponsor of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. So now we come to our awards section, the Christopher Pike Medal of Honor. So every week we give out awards for what we liked the most from this episode. Even though they're not real awards, we pretend like we're handing them out to them. So we will start with the Blacks. And uh, since there's four of you, I will let you all take which direction you want to go in talking about your awards. So take it away. Since she she was worried about being in the middle in all other times, we're going to let Rachel go first. Awesome. <laughs> go for it, Rach. Um, so my favorite stuff was Murph and the entire episode. <laughs> I like Murph because he's funny. I have to be watching it. <laughs> Did did you like did you like last week when when Murph swallowed all those grenades and then and then let out the big burp? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Hey Elizabeth, what was what was your favorite part? Oh. Rachel, Rachel wants to say one more thing. I guess. Oh, go for it. I liked the entire episode because it was interesting, and fascinating. It was just cool. Watch. One one of your favorites of this season, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Hey, Elizabeth. Um, my favorite thing is the character Zero. And uh So so Elizabeth, what do you like the most about Zero? Um, that he could figure out emotions mm. and he's very fascinated by stuff. Yeah, that that makes him a really, really cool character. Great, thank you. All right, Mr. J. All right. So this this episode, I liked the humor the most, specifically the opening gag. Like <laughs> how excited they are that the floor pie is still hot. <laughs> That's that is awesome. I I, th- I think everybody was laughing at uh, the running back and forth with the pie and then how it just ended with Murph sliding down. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And my, my favorite thing I think actually was again, the, the black box video. Mm-hmm. Um, I dig Chakotay and I'm, I'm intrigued by his uniform because his uniform looks quite different than anything else we've ever seen before. Mm-hmm. I'm curious about why Janeway's got that lapse of memory or the gap there. So that like one minute sequence where she finds Dregnock in the background was the high point of the episode for me. 
And yeah, that's the, the award-winning segment for me. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so I, also, I also appreciated Nandi having her ears pierced. I don't, I don't know oh, that we've yeah. seen that in Ferengi lore before that I recall. Yeah. I can't remember if, uh, if Moogie did or not. Um, yeah, she's the only, she's, she's the only like one the, I can think of the swoop, the swoop ones. Maybe. Yeah. I, 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 I couldn't chain, remember if but... it was just like necklaces that she was wearing or what. Yeah. yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a cool catch. It's a cool yeah. Catch. You don't see large gold hoop earrings anyway. Right. Right. <laughs> I, I guess they're probably latinum, probably, probably, probably. gold latinum earrings. <laughs> Melted down. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, it's funny that you bring up Chakotay's uniform because Emily and I actually just talked about that last night when we rewatched this. So, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to finding out what's going on there. It sort of looked like the flight suits from Voyager, sort of. Oh, yeah. But also not really. So I, I'm just I'm curious if it's going to be like a lower decks kind of thing where we're finding out different ships have different uniforms Mm -hmm. you know which is kind of a throwback to the original series when they didn't have the delta they all had the different symbols on their their uniforms so some of them said 55 year mission yes and some of them some of them were the uh the last oh, oh hey i like that that's right the classic delta that's right <laughs> all right so m what is, what were some of your awards today okay so i want to mention the art as always i love art and it's amazing um i really so one of the things that is in every episode that we've seen so far is the way that they use the color palettes to display the emotions through through the images because you can kind of just look at the show without hearing anything and you can kind of just tell what's going on in one way or another like the emotions that it's giving across or yeah just from looking at it and i think that it goes very nicely along with the scores which is another thing that i want to put um for my um, Medal of Honor, it is that they both go together so so well. Yeah, so, the music was phenomenal in this episode. Always, but that that's I'm done. Sweet, and you didn't take any of mine, so I, I appreciate that. Believe it or not, I know this will impress and surprise you, M. Uh, but this week, one of my medals goes to art and animation. Um, that scene in that underground room with the crystals and then how it culminates in uh, in that song where like the sand lifts up a- around them. That was just such an awesome couple of scenes. Um, I've kind of taken for granted the animation in the show so far just because you know you watch it and you're thinking it's like pixar you know it's just it's neat but that just kind of blew me away that scene um jake you and i talked about this at the beginning uh deandra pendleton thompson gotta give her an award here uh this is the first episode of tv that she's written she helps to advance Dal's story. She keeps the Ferengi true to form. 
But then at the end of the episode, that scene with Gwyn and Dal uh, talking about, um, or commiserating rather, about parents that are not living up to expectations uh, was a very emotional scene. And I thought it was, I thought it was just a good character driven moment that uh, I think it helps to bond the two of them together uh, even more as this season's going to progress. And then finally, uh, another thing that you should appreciate here, Jake, I'm going to go with an author on this one uh, because David Mack is a consultant on this series and Chimerium, which was talked about in pretty good detail today uh, in this episode, rather um, as being what helps to power that cloaking device. He actually invented that uh, in a couple of his novels uh, as a mineral that has uh, natural sensor blocking abilities, which goes to show why it would be good for a cloaking device. So, you know, he's been doing a lot of good stuff in this uh, series so far. He's been, he kind of helped uh, from what uh, the Hagemans have said. He keeps them on track when it comes to staying within that Star Trek lore and making sure that uh, they're not overriding things that have come before. So David Mack giving him an award this week. So now we are going to shoot off into the future and engage the protostar drive. So based on this week's episode or previous storylines, what do we think could be happening coming soon, either next week or later in the season? And we'll kick it off to the black family. What did you all have for either your own thoughts or your group thought? We have a group one. Yeah, it's a pretty good group one. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, Elizabeth, what do you what do you think? Um, that what will we basically all think that the villains um are gonna come into the Predator Star. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a, a lot of revenge. Yeah. Here. Yeah. You guys, you guys are thinking along the same lines as me. Because you yeah. haven't seen Dreadnought Dread in the Diviner in, mm-hmm. in a while. Yeah. And Nandi just sold him out. So, yeah. <laughs> it's basically yep. enough. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And cool. I, also, I also think we might be surprised to learn that like Dreadnought might not have been bad always. I wonder Ooh. if he was a, a Federation creation hmm. that evolved. From the protostar. Well, that's pretty I cool. That. So can I. I don't because I I can't imagine. Well, it'd be very Star Trek to have an evil AI, but where yeah. where would he have come from on on the protostar? Mm. Was it an attack? Was he there before? And if it was an attack, why didn't the diviner always have the ship? So yeah. I I suspect that he started as an AI portion of the ship and evolved toward evil. 
that is really interesting. I, I, I think that that is one of the cooler things we've heard so far. I like that. I like that a lot. But also knowing the Hagmans, I'm way off and not even close. So. <laughs> That's possible. That's possible. All right, M. Pen Twister, what do you uh, what do you have? All right. So basically, um, I think that since at the end of the episode we saw that what's what's her name? Nandi. Nandi. Okay. Yeah, that she she got the the thing from the diviner about you know the protostar and that she's going to like not just tell them where they are going or where they are or where they were but she's going to team up with them and somehow they're going to figure out a way to get to them because just because it could take it takes a very long time to get to mm-hmm. you know where the proto star is from, from yeah Cars from Lamar. where yep yeah that doesn't necessarily mean that they couldn't figure out a way. Like there could be a wormhole or, you know, Star Trek does crazy stuff. So it could be anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so my prediction is that they're going to team up with Nandi and they're going to figure out how to get to the protostar. And then, you know, maybe the protostar is like nearing Starfleet and a ship comes to rescue them and, you know. So Star Trek does crazy stuff might be the understatement of the year. Of course, it is a new year, so uh, there's more to come on that, I'm sure. So I think mine actually may be a little bit of a combination of the two of you. So going off of what Emma was saying about the amount of time, so it takes four years for normal ships to get from Tars Lamora, where they were to where the protostar is now. Now, because of how they do communications, they were able to get that wanted poster out. And that's how that's what Nandi found uh, about the protostar. So I think there's going to be some kind of staged message that will be sent to the crew, something Maybe along the lines of the diviner is dying and Gwen should come home to see her father for the last time. Uh, something like that. There, there will be some kind of message that's going to make them turn around and have to go back to Tars Lamora um, so that the diviner can try and get his hands on the protostar one more time. Now, normally I am a hundred percent wrong, so don't be surprised if I'm way off base with that one. I'm in agreement of this statement of you always being wrong. Thank you. That is, that is my child, ladies and gentlemen, Emily, I just have to add if, uh, if a ship does come to rescue them, it better be Riker. I don't care what (laughs) ship. Oh man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because we've got to have we got to have uh, we got to have freaks in like every series now. So yeah, why not put somehow, him in? Somehow he's got to get yes. in there. Yep. <laughs> like, maybe it's like an admiral or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
we are so grateful and so happy that uh, you are all able to join us today. This was a fun time. Uh, I, I'm going to say I, I was I was nervous as to how this was going to go with so many people, but I think it went beautifully. Uh, so thank you, uh, Elizabeth, Rachel, Jonas, and of course, Jake uh, for coming on. Now, I'm sure uh, the three youngins are not on social media. So, uh, Jake, if people would like to congratulate your kids as to their podcast debut and hook up with talking to you about it, where can you be found online? Well, actually, Jonas is on Twitter at oh, Captain nice. JCB. C-A-P-T-J-C-B. Like the actual at is J-C-B kept because oh, apparently yes. someone else had that. Okay. So your handle is J-C-B kept. C-A-P-T. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I had it backwards. Yeah. J-C-B kept. But same general idea. Yeah. <laughs> and I, uh, I'm at Jake Boy Slim everywhere. Awesome. So again, we appreciate uh, having you on and uh Go Prodigy. Looking forward to more of this. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having us. It's yeah. fun times. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. It was. Yeah, it Thank you so much. You're welcome. Don't forget that you can support Discovering Trek Prodigy in the Trek Geeks podcast network by subscribing to bonus content on Patreon. Get access to unedited audio of all of our podcasts and a lot of other perks. If you'd like to support this and the other member podcasts of the Trek Geeks podcast network, Beam on over to patreon.com slash trekgeeks, where subscriptions start as low as $2 a month. For more great Star Trek discussion, check out the aforementioned member podcasts on the network. In addition to Discovering Trek, there's Trek Geeks, Rewind, Polytrex, Five-Year Mission, Deep Space Pride, Infinite Trek, The Divine Treasury, Sci-Fi Sisters, Drawn to Trek, Science Station 2, and With the First Link. You can find all these shows and where to listen on trekgeeks.com slash listen or by downloading the Trek Geeks mobile app. Trek Geeks Podcast Network. No one talks Trek like we do. So episode seven continued to expand the backstories of some of our main characters. Are we going to learn more about what the Protostar's original mission was? And what is the Diviner's plan to get the Protostar back? Keep tuning in to Discovering Trek Prodigy as we have it all covered for you. Until then, never stop discovering. Music for Discovering Trek is provided by Five Year Mission. They're writing an original song for each episode of Star Trek. Hear more of their music at fiveyearmission.net. Discovering Trek is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.